Well, welcome back to the podcast. And if you're new here, glad to meet you. In this episode, we're going to talk about making inner peace easy. Now, according to the American Psychological Association, stress levels have increased in alarming amounts in very recent years. The Center for Disease Control estimates that 60% of adults have at least one chronic illness, while 40% have at least two chronic illnesses. In today's fast-paced world, it's so easy to neglect our mental health and focus solely on the demands of daily life. I struggle with this too. However, taking care of our mental well-being is it's so crucial for your overall health and happiness. So in this episode, we're going to explore the importance of mental health, define mental wellness, and we're going to discuss how physical and mental health are so interconnected. We're also going to dive into recognizing that mental health problems and the impact of past trauma, how it plays out on our mental state. Additionally, I'm going to give you self-care strategies and tips for maintaining your mental wellness and explore the future of mental health care. So are you ready? Let's embark on this journey towards achieving mental wellness and finding inner peace together. Welcome to the Soul Sun Podcast. Hey there, I'm Gabrielle, your podcast hostess and the creator of the Mighty Zen Wellness brand. Now, in case we haven't met yet, I want to give you the too long, don't listen story of how all this came to be. Now, I've experienced one too many traumatic events in my life. And for decades, I've battled awful feelings emotionally and physically surrounding all of it to the point of becoming air quote frozen. Yes, that was a doctor's diagnosis. It all was literally weighing me down and locking me up. And I was living in severe. The instant that I started to make my time for Zen, I was able to begin working on nurturing my mental physical connection. And Mighty Zen was born out of a frustration and a desire for high-quality wellness products that help heal the effects of stress, trauma, triggers, and chronic pain, as well as empowering oneself with ways to soothe their mind and body in the sanctuary of their own home. I believe wellness and healing from trauma should be a soulful experience, and that as women, the only thing we should be choosing to wing is our eyeliner not our lives. And that's where Soul Signs comes in. This is a podcast about how those little soulful hints can do wonders for your well-being, leading you too on a journey of rewriting your stories of adversity into narratives of strength. And with Mighty Zen by your side, I know we can make it more soothing and accessible than ever to help you take care of yourself emotionally and physically. Your body and mind are connected in truly remarkable ways, and you deserve to discover all this and live your best life however you define that. I know I'm not the only one to feel alone on the journey. And in my journey since launching Mighty Zen, I've come to realize some things we all have in common. 
We all have a pain story, mental or physical. We've all experienced pain. Since I've started just creating this brand and sharing my own journey, every single person has had something to say about themselves, their life experiences, pains that they have, um, toughness that they've endured through life. It's such a commonality between all of us, you don't even realize it. Yet, we feel alone on our journey. We feel shame, we feel all these emotions that go along with it. I guess it's because in the beginning, we want to feel like we're our best, right? Peak performance. But it's all part of the human experience, to be honest. And I think that this feeling that we experience sometimes is not understanding how normal it is to just have moments of these negative feelings. Um, mental wellness, it should be as normal of a conversation is talking about the diet that's working for you or your favorite exercises. We do that all the time. We share, yeah, I'm, you know, taking this and I'm doing that and I tried that and, you know, this person's workout is really doing things for me. And we share that. We're excited to share about that. But yeah, we don't do that with our mental health. But when it comes down to it, your mental health is, I, don't, I almost want to put like a rank above your physical health. It plays such a crucial role in our overall well-being, especially, you know, going all the way back to our formative stages of adolescence. It affects how we think, we feel, and how we act in our daily lives, as well as our ability to cope with stress and make decisions and, you know, how we interact in our relationships. Good mental health, it enhances our overall being and quality of life and allows us to enjoy life and also, dun da da be able to handle life's challenges. On the other hand, poor mental health has grave consequences for our physical health, and it can contribute to the development of chronic conditions, especially as it builds and manifests on one another up in adulthood. Research has shown that mental disorders such as depression and anxiety can have such an impact on physical health um, for example, individuals with depression are more likely to experience chronic pain, heart disease, and other physical health issues, including back pain and headaches. And I can tell you as a girl who has battled depression, I call it high-functioning depression, because um, for the most part, I can still get on and put on a good face. But I've had these, the chronic pain, the headaches, the back pain. Additionally, mental health conditions can worsen existing health conditions and make it more difficult to manage them effectively. And this is why I'm really passionate about this topic, and I'll repeatedly drive home about prioritizing your mental wellness and seek help for any mental loss that you'll be experiencing. It is normal as a human being. There are times when it is advanced to another level, but most of us, we experience these, most, these moments just as part of the human experience. 
Now, I do want to define mental wellness here and get us all on the same page. So mental wellness encompasses more than just the absence of like a mental diagnosed illness. It involves maintaining a positive mindset, healthy relationships, effective coping mechanisms. The World Health Organization defines mental health as a state of well-being in which an individual realizes their own abilities, can cope with normal stresses of life, and can productively and fruitfully make a contribution to their community. Mental wellness focuses on the overall well-being. It involves taking care of your mental health through self-care, stress management, and building your resiliency. Cultivating mental wellness involves developing self-awareness. And that helps you to be able to regulate your emotions, nurture your relationships, especially with yourself. It requires being proactive in maintaining mental health and seeking support and treatment as needed. Like you become so like aware. It's like one of those things when you know you're hungry, right? Or you know you have a craving. And you lean into that. And you can get that in tune with yourself. And I can tell you what, it has a profound impact on your overall quality of life and happiness. You can enhance your emotional and psychological well-being. Like how amazing is that to think about it, that you're in control. You can improve all the aspects of your life and be able to navigate life's challenges with resilience and grace. So I want to talk about identifying mental health problems, because this is going to be a struggle for a lot of people. A, you don't have the money to get the proper help. That is a reality for a lot of people. And then two, it might just be that you're having a normal human experience. And for some people, they can go down the road of seeking diagnosis. And as somebody who's gone down the road of what's wrong with me, sometimes the medical community, um, they're quick to fix a symptom versus really exploring what's wrong. And I'm somebody who has complex post-traumatic stress disorder. And I wasn't diagnosed with that until in my 50s and I will be like full clarity that's self-diagnosed no professional got me there but when I read the book the body keeps score let me tell you what I was like holy crap they're talking about me this all makes sense and this is a relatively newer diagnosis So anyway, if you're somebody who needs labels, great. But I think the main thing here with identifying mental health problems is just knowing in general what it is you struggle with. What do you need work on in order to build up your mental wellness? For me, I realized I need to work on my hypervigilance. I need to try and work and connect stories with my compartmentalization And that takes time. 
but I'm a different person now that I can, can like understand why I might be triggered by something and have a physical reaction and I can connect it to some stupidity of the past. <laughs> like it's even happening. <laughs> oh my God, the stories I could tell you. Um, and it's such a relief to finally have that relief. So let's get into recognizing some of the signs of mental distress. It can manifest in so many different ways and there are so many different symptoms. I just gave you an example of my own, but there are some common signs and behaviors that can indicate some mental health challenges. So you know, take this with a grain of um, inspiration in helping you on your journey. So one is persistent sadness. Maybe you have anxiety or your nerves feel on fire, you're low energy. Other signs can include changes in sleep patterns. Maybe you're somebody who can't sleep, you're awake, wide with thoughts. Maybe you're somebody who just wants to sleep too much. How's your appetite? How's your overall functioning? Any significant changes in mood, behavior, or so social interactions? Are you withdrawn? Are you trying to compensate for something? Additionally, any kind of substance abuse, that may be a symptom of an underlining mental health challenge. It's important to remember that mental health challenges are common. We are humans having a human experience. And seeking help is a sign of strength, love for yourself, and providing yourself with that self-care that is just like going to the gym or eating right, taking a shower, brushing your teeth. By recognizing the signs of mental distress, we can just take the first step towards improving our mental wellness and finding the inspiration, the support, the healing, whatever that is, whether it comes through a podcast like this or a book that potentially transforms your life or meeting a therapist who's just on point and is the right person to heal you. So I think this podcast has become my, you know, stand on a soapbox, preach, like, you know, mental wellness. But it's so important because when it is diagnosed, when you struggle, when you give up on finding an answer, you know, it still goes on to impact your life, your relationships with yourself, with others. Um, and it just, it, it holds you back. Imagine it being like, you know, like Spider-Man shoots out a spider web and traps its, you know, like prey. It's a weird diagnosis, but it came to me in the moment. And you're just like, you're stuck and you can't get out of it. It's it's being trapped. I guess that's basically the analogy of it. You're just you're trapped. You don't know how to get out of it. And even if it's just a, a life thing, a fear, an anxiety, a worry... A sadness, uh, you know, there's so much that comes from down the pipeline from abuse or life drama and being able to understand yourself and diagnose what's happening. It puts you back in the driver's seat so that you have control over that. And it really helps with mental health challenges such as depression and anxiety, um, you know, that even then goes on further into your immune system, your heart health, overall disease control. A lot of people who struggle with mental health disorders, very, very 
sedentary. And I can tell you as somebody who has struggled, it's just like, oh my gosh, getting up and showering. Box checked. Okay. Accomplish that today. But that leads to lower physical activity, which then, hello, poor health, obesity, chronic conditions. And depression and chronic stress have been linked to increased inflammation in the body, which leads to the development of other chronic health conditions. So we can see how having our mental wellness and physical health connected, that if you neglect one, it's got consequences on the other. So please seek appropriate mental health care. Address any undiagnosed mental health issues. If you're not getting it, you know, you can feel it, that something's off, it's not right. And keep moving forward. Listen to podcasts like this. Seek self-help books. Whatever it is, um, you go down the Google rabbit hole. Please just keep on the journey of how can you connect what you're experiencing and be able to flip it around. And here's one little suggestion, which might be hard if you're in that phase where you don't want to get up, you want to, you don't want to be active, maybe just having some low impact movements, whether it's just a light walk, it's a self massage, it's laying in an infrared sauna blanket, hopping on a vibrational plate, because if you've gone to the point where you've moved into obesity and you're depressed, it can be very hard, especially if you have inflammation to start exercising full gas right away. Like it can actually have more, I think, consequences. So just take it light and easy. And then you start to feel better, like 1% at a time, right? Don't try to go to 70% or 100%. Because here's the thing. You might think you can't change your mental health. And for some diagnoses, you can't. I am not a licensed therapist. I am a girl who's been through it on the personal experience side and have developed things for self-soothing so that I can get to the light. I can feel good and I know how to handle and self-regulate. So with that said, I want to talk about addressing past trauma in order to improve your mental wellness. Healing past trauma from past trauma. I don't know if you ever completely heal from past trauma. I feel like there's an imprint there that's going to last forever. And you just need to know how it's like manifesting and popping up in your present day. And then have the coping mechanisms to identify that and regulate it and negate it. Like that's the reprogramming of the brain in my example. You know, there's a lot of therapeutic interventions that you can do. And there's tools and support for your healing journey. There's so many options for you. The ultimate is creating a safe, self-compassionate, healthy coping environment and strategies. And when you can identify this, hopefully the people in your ecosphere are empathetic enough to be tender with you having this realization about yourself. Hopefully the people in your ecosphere 
aren't struggling with their own mental health because something that's something I think we really need to talk about because a lot of times in mental health and wellness we're talking about ourselves but what about the people in our immediate circle what are they struggling with and maybe they can't show up for us in the way that we need and that's something in itself to address because you can be a regulation you know emotion regulating champion but if you're in the wrong environment, it's going to be really hard to heal. And building your resiliency is such a crucial aspect of healing past trauma and improving mental wellness, you know, so that you can bounce back from, you know, any kind of like trigger experiences. I don't even want to say like traumatic experiences in your predict day, um, in your present day. And I'm going to give you an example. So, in my world, I was viscerally reacting to the strangest thing. I'm not going to share what it was. But there was something that I was just like, every time, like, oh, my God, my whole body would get warm. My nerves would just pulsate and feel like they're on fire and feel like I couldn't breathe. And um, it was just weird. I'm like, why am I having this physical, physical? Why can't I say the word? Visceral reaction to this this thing. This whatever. Um, and it, one day it dawned on me that it was connected to the emotional feeling of not being in control, not being seen, not being heard, not feeling loved, respected. Like, let's just rattle down the emotions that came with this stupid thing that was going on in my life that I was having. I knew I'm safe. I'm not in an abusive environment, you know. But I was having this, like, intense reaction. And once I could connect it to that, I was like, oh, here's the real problem. Here's why I'm shutting down why I'm being difficult, why I'm angry, why I'm depressed, because of these things. And when you can have these type of self-regulation epiphanies, like, I don't even know if they can go there in therapy. I don't, because it's such an in-the-moment kind of thing. And I've created journals around this because it's to help and document Especially if you have complex post-traumatic disorder or some things are instantly compartmentalized. And it's like, well, I'd like to share that story with you, but dang, I forget all the details. <laughs> so to be able to document it and then take it to therapy and be like, okay, here's what happened. Here's the connections I'm making. Like, you know, let's go. I think healing from past trauma, and I've had multiple in my life. Multiple. And a variety of different. I'm not saying that to be braggadocious. I just can see it from a lot of different angles. And healing from past trauma, it's such a unique and individual process. And every single one of you, your journey will look different. And so, again, I can't encourage you enough to seek help and support in whatever avenues you need to explore. It's just as if you were trying to diagnose a condition, like you're having a pain somewhere 
and you want to know what the cause is. And so we normalize going to the regular doctor. And, and so it's, uh, I just want to be able to normalize the mental health process of going and seeking help, saying, hey, listen, I'm in this, I'm in this funk and I need to get out of it. I need to understand where this is coming from. That's healthy, guys. That's healthy. Because when we can make these connections, that is when we can work towards improving our mental wellness and find peace within ourselves. And this is why self-care is so important. To not just wake up and jump into your day and not have any moments where you can just be with yourself and understand yourself on a deeper level. Self-care is such a fundamental aspect for maintaining mental and physical wellness and finding inner peace. It involves deliberately taking time for yourself and engaging activities that nourish and replenish your physical, mental, and emotional well-being. And on a deep level. Practicing self-care helps us reduce stress. And if you've been listening to this podcast, I've said it before that you cannot heal from a heightened state. Like when I was giving you that description where I was having these visceral reactions, in that moment, I cannot heal. I need to go process, I need to go understand. And then once I've been able to calm down my mind and body, which I hop in my infrared sauna blanket, put on a meditation, that is the most tranquil place that I can get into to immediately calm myself down. And that helps reduce stress. That helps me cultivate self-compassion with myself. And that has been instrumental in improving my mental awareness and wellness. With that said, let's talk about developing self-care plans. When we talk about self-care, and I'm going to use the example of just trying to find images for this blog post. If I put into my image search self-care, it's a lot of like putting lotion on your body or some essential oils or whatever, and not knocking those things at all. But to me, self-care is at a soul level. So how would I get there? Nothing like, you know, these extra layers, if you, if that's a better analogy, that add to it. But being able to have, I guess, better description might be soul care than self-care. It allows you to prioritize your mental wellness, to take that space just to be. And for me, it's the infrared sauna blanket. Hands down, it is popping in my infrared sauna blanket. That is just tr absolutely transcendent for me. I've listened to meditations while I'm in there. Uh, I have the sound bath music going, so it's operating on the right frequencies. And I'm not a woo-woo kind of gal, but this stuff works. And when I get done, I use my self-massage tools and then give my body that like, Thank you. Start the day. And so there's that mind-body connection right from the get-go. And there's a lot of epiphanies that come in that time frame of my day. It's a beautiful thing. And 
maybe for you, your self-care, it's, you know, meditation. Maybe it's going for a light walk. Maybe it's getting out in nature, you know, but hobbies that bring you joy and fulfillment. But I want you to also think about what can just kind of put you in a de-stress state. I think that's the best lens to look through it at. What allows your mind and body to instantly calm out? Because that's at the level where you can heal. And by regularly practicing this soul care, you empower yourself to better manage stress and find balance and harmony in your life. And that, my friend, is amazing mental wellness. Now, after coming up with your self-care plan, there are some physical self-care tips. Regular physical activity, it nourishes your body, and also nutritious foods. Can't say it enough, but sometimes our foods are actually getting in the way. And so be experimental with what you're eating. And you know, if you're possibly reacting to something, if you have inflammation, there's so many things to explore, isn't it? It's kind of overwhelming. But just take it one step at a time. Because different diets, you know, our bodies are so, um, so complex and we're all so different. So one diet may work for somebody else. Another diet, it may not. But it does affect your overall well-being without a doubt. So by doing this, by taking care of your physical health, you're going to give your body the nutrients it needs to support your mental wellness, mental wellness and do its job. When it comes to mental self-care tips, soul care is crucial to finding inner peace. So again, activities that promote mental clarity, emotional balance, and cognitive stimulation will allow you to make some of these mind-body connections that will enhance your mental wellness. You know, engaging in these activities, if you want to get sciency on it, it stimulates dopamine and serotonin releases, and that enhances your mental care. Some emotional self-care tips involves nurturing and dressing your emotional well-being. Don't sweep it under the rug, my friends. Take care of your emotional needs and engage in activities that promote self-compassion, self-expression, and emotional resilience. And I have here about building and maintaining close relationships and seeking support from loved ones. Maybe it's not your right people. Okay, make sure if you're doing that, it's the right people. Because sometimes we have people in our lives that we love and they probably have all the best intentions for us, but they're not the best people for us to go talk to. Like they can't give us what we need in order to heal. So find your tribe. And nurture your emotional self-care. You will be amazed at the self-awareness and enlightenment that you have and how that allows you to have healthier relationships and find greater emotional balance and inner peace. I think it's also important to know your personal signs of stress. Like when I was talking with that earlier story about something I just had this visceral reaction to, 
And it was connected to past trauma of not being in control and not being seen and not being valued and not feeling loved and, you know, all the things. And this incident in my life was triggering those type of reactions in my body. It sounds crazy, but it's true. So know your personal signs of stress. Take the time to understand what it is for you. And check in with yourself regularly so that you can regulate it. You are in control for the most part. There are some people with mental health conditions where they're not. So I'm not negating this. This is more to the people that um, have ups and downs and, you know, light depression, light anxiety, those kinds of things where you can have more control or you can bring some of these things to the table with your therapist. Because if it all becomes overwhelming or unmanageable, seeking professional help from our medical doctors or psychiatrist is a very, very perfectly normal step to take in prioritizing your wellness. And I also want to say, don't feel uncomfortable if your doctor isn't mentioning anything about What's the state of your mental wellness? My doctors never did. Never did. They were trying to treat a symptom. No one ever said, what's going on with you? Have you experienced past trauma? Because on the outside, I look fine. Do my makeup, do my hair. I'm a decent looking girl. And no one thought, Maybe this girl's been through a lot of shit in her life, and she's really struggling on the inside. And I'm just thinking, ah, I'm just stressed out. I don't know why I'm like, you know. Anyway, it's all unique for every single one of us, and it's why I do the work that I do today. I'm just so passionate about helping people be able to live their best lives. So... Know that you are not alone in this journey. If there's anything you take away from this whole entire podcast episode, know you're not alone. I think every single person struggles with something physically or mentally. As I said earlier in my experience, as I was traveling around and talking with people about the Mighty Zen brand, and everybody was like, oh my gosh, let me tell you, you know, like it was unbelievable. And also so much gratitude for people pouring out their stories to me. I felt honored that people felt comfortable enough to talk with me about that. And you're not alone. It's okay to not feel okay all the time. It just just, just means that something needs to be addressed. I feel like it's your soul's way of saying, hey... This is what I need. And if we lean to that and then we can love on that, then what's left might be more of a serious issue. You know, so many people struggle in silence. And so to me, the importance of being able to talk about mental health cannot be overstated because it's through conversation and self-expression that we begin to unravel the complexities of our inner landscape. 
and then we can find the understanding to our operating manual and be able to have just better in our life on every level. All right, my friends, that's that. Hopefully I've inspired you to embark on your wellness journey towards mental health. Remember, mental wellness, it's definitely not a destination. It is an ongoing process. I frequently use the gym analogy. If you've been going to the gym and you're working out and then all of a sudden you stop, guess what? All the results stop too. If you've been eating a very healthy diet and then you stop, you fall fall off the rails, you got to get back on track again. And this is kind of the same. But by taking small steps every day and being kind to yourself, even if no one else around you is, I do want to say that because some people are just in toxic environments. But by being kind to yourself, by giving, making the proclamation that it is my time for Zen, I am working on myself. I can tell you, you can cultivate a healthier mindset and be on the path to feeling inner peace. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode and you are excited to try those rituals out for yourself. And by the way, did you know that new episodes drop weekly? Now, I'd hate for you to miss out. So make sure you subscribe to our podcast page if that's where you're listening or follow along on your favorite podcast platform. I can't wait to hang out with you again soon. Have a great week and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to